God is good to us. You can make your way back to your seats. Uh, you can be seated just for a moment. do want to take care of just something here. Um, something I've been meaning to do. Something we started last year that I've been meaning to do all um, semester and just have not had a chance to get around to it. Um, so we will do this uh, today and, and then try to pick it back up here in the spring. We instituted an award last year called the Heart Aversion, which recognizes standout students um, because of their adherence, not only to the honor code, but their display of Urshan values and principles that Urshan espouses and believes. Um, and so today we want to honor a young man who was described by a staff member, said when there are various needs around the campus, especially when things get set up or moved, he's always very responsive to help, organizes others to help. Another staff member described in this way, selfless acts of service, always lends a helping hand around the dorms when no one's asking him to do so. Students have mentioned that he's a kind, honest, trustworthy, and respectful of others. He does so much to help others. He never seeks recognition for anything he does. A true servant leader. So we want to give our uh, Heart of Urshan Award for December 2022 to Jackson Malloy. other nominees the, your your staff faculty administration of the of the school um, they're the ones who nominate these okay so it is a high honor they see these values in and we have other names that have been nominated we'll be recognizing those of you here in the coming months again I apologize we just haven't got a I guess it, that's been one of those things that's been caught up in the busyness of the semester and just didn't get a chance to do it so we'll make up for it in the next semester maybe maybe double up on it a little bit but I honor Jackson and all those of you who uh, display the values of Urshan. All right. Well, you want to stand one more time? You can if you want. I don't care. Um, Daniel chapter 3. We're going to end our series. It's the third, last, third sermon on the series Resisting Babylon. So we are going to finish up with this series here here today, this message here today. Um, some of you might have forgot we were in a series. We've had several weeks in between the last message and, and this one. And I just had this premonition that my phone is turned on. And it is. Can't have that. I did have my, I was preaching a youth rally one time, had my phone sitting out, and all of a sudden in the middle of my message, my alarm goes off that I had forgot I had set, and that was quite embarrassing as I'm trying to continue preaching while I'm fumbling to turn my phone off, so don't want that happening today. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16, reading from the ESV version. I'm sorry? The Sahib version? ESV, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so... Our God whom we serve is able 
to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto you, O king, that we will not serve your gods. We will not worship the golden image that you have set up. For purposes of the, the series, this is Resisting Babylon, part three. Subtitle, if I were to title this as a standalone message, subtitle is Unafraid to be Unreasonable. Unafraid to be Unreasonable. I want you to pray with me. I feel a special touch of the Holy Ghost here today. And I believe God wants to reach and touch somebody here. I, 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 I'm not just saying that. I, I sincerely believe that. And so I want you to join with me, and I want us to pray that God's Word would get into our hearts today. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence that we felt. Thank you for your spirit that's in this place. God, we seek after you. We need you. We desire you. Pray that your Word would penetrate our hearts today that your word would reach down and get inside of us today, would change us and challenge us and transform us. Let us walk out of here differently, Lord. Let us walk out of here changed. Let us walk out of here closer to you, I pray. We worship and magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. If you'll recall the last couple of messages we've talked about, we started off Daniel chapter 1, and we went through that story and that narrative when we, we talked about consecration will end up taking you further than talent ever will. We talked about how Babylon wants your talent. Babylon loves your talent, but it's consecration that's going to set you apart, not talent. Remember in the second series, we went through chapter 2, and we looked at that narrative, and we discussed and came to a conclusion that God-given dreams are meant to produce great revelation. But someone needs a revelation of Jesus, and your dreams are going to bring that about. So in, in Daniel chapter 2, remember Nebuchadnezzar asked something totally unreasonable of his wise men. Remember that? Calls him in. I've had this dream over and over and over again. I want you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. And remember the conversation, the back and forth with his wise men, his astrologers, his, the, the, those men back and forth with, with Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, this is unreasonable. No other king's ever asked this of his wise men before. How, I mean, it's hard enough to give an interpretation, but you also want us to tell you a dream that only you know, only you've seen, only you've had. Completely unreasonable request. I'd agree. Very unreasonable. Have you ever been unreasonable? Has anyone ever been unreasonable with you? It felt like somebody asked you to do something, and that's just unreasonable. Had an assignment this semester that seemed unreasonable? Okay. Yeah. That's laziness talking right there. No, I'm sure there have been assignments that have been unreasonable before. There have been decisions. There have been um, things that have been unreasonable before. Um, maybe somebody, has anybody ever called you unreasonable? This happens from time to time. And, but Nebuchadnezzar probably takes the cake with his unreasonable request of his wise men. 
In the previous chapter, chapter 2, he set up that golden image, remember? Daniel gives him the interpretation, and, and it probably puffed Nebuchadnezzar up at first. We talked about this great image and idol that he had seen, and, and he said, Nebuchadnezzar, you are that head of gold. That probably went straight to Nebuchadnezzar's head. He's the head of gold. You're not only the head, and you're not only the top, you're, but you're, you're the gold. And Of course, once the dream was fully um, revealed and understood, I'm, I'm sure that Nebuchadnezzar was deflated just a little bit. But in this chapter, chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar sets up a golden image. Sets up an image, and when he sets this image up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon, he has one of his preachers, one of his uh, heralds, to stand in front of the entire uh, province of Babylon. I don't know how they did it. I don't. There was no intercom system. There was no rapid text message. It was, but it was this preacher, this herald, who stood in front of the entire province of Babylon and said this. From the, from the command of the king. He said, everyone is commanded to fall down and worship this image when you hear the music play. And whoever doesn't will be cast into the fire. What a message. Fire and brimstone message from this Babylonian preacher. But it happened. The music played. And everyone, all peoples, the Bible says, all nations and all languages fell down to worship this idol. Except, verse 12 tells us, certain Jews. There were certain Jews who didn't bow, certain Jews who didn't fall, certain Jews who didn't worship. And some of the wise men, some of the leaders in the kingdom were upset. And they went to King Nebuchadnezzar and said, There are certain Jews whom you've, they're even in leadership. You've appointed them over the province of Babylon. Their names, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And these men, O king, pay no attention to you. They don't serve your gods. And they don't worship the golden image that you have set up. Now notice, it wasn't all of the Jews... It wasn't all of the one God people. It wasn't every one of the apostolics. It wasn't every one of the consecrated and so-called committed. He was only certain of them. It was only a few, only a remnant, only a small group, only a, a handful, only three. The rest of them had slowly blended in over time. The rest of the people of God had over time assimilated into the crowd. They were comfortable and conformed in Babylon. But it was the three, the few, the small group that sent Nebuchadnezzar into a furious rage. Why wasn't he happy with most of them? It was just three. But the king was sent into a furious rage, verse 13 tells us, and he commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought. So they brought these men before the king, and the king, again, was furious. When he commanded them to be brought before him, they stood right there in his presence, and he said, Young men, is this true? What's the problem? Why don't you do what everyone else in the kingdom is doing? They accept it as normal. It's reasonable. 
Just follow the crowd. Adhere to the culture. If you do that, it'll all be forgotten. We can just move on. Apostolics just bow. Just for a moment. Pay homage to the culture that we have we have established. Uh, worship at the fountains of, of our filth. Just do it just for a moment. Just everyone else thinks it's normal. Doesn't that sound reasonable? The world, the culture, just thinks it all sounds so logical and reasonable. But Paul told the Romans, I beseech you, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've come to tell you today, do not let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. Don't let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. But in our text, many over time had lost their reason. They lost their reason to continue holding to their faith in the one true God. And many over time became comfortable in Babylon, conformed to the culture around them. They lost their reason. I mean, think about it. How did it get to this point in the story? That only three out of a whole group of one God, Jews, only three refused to bow. And not only that, but that bowing seems so reasonable. To seem normal. The pressure must have been intense on those three guys. Because there wasn't even a need to question it. It was just normal. It has become reasonable. How did we get to this point? That what used to sound so unreasonable. Now sounds so reasonable. What used to be frowned out in the Bible explicitly says, avoid. Well, you know, avoid doesn't really mean avoid. That's unreasonable. There's got to be a generation of apostolics. I don't care if you think it's unreasonable. It's my reason. I don't care if the culture says it's unreasonable. This is the reason I've been given. This is the reason. This is what the word of God. This is my reasonable service. Losing reason starts right here in the mind. Human reason has been elevated above truth. It's my feelings. It's what I think. It's what I want. Selfish culture. But let me tell you, you can't lose your reason. Don't lose your reason. Don't let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. Even when the culture around says, why not? It's just normal. It's reasonable. No, there's a Holy Ghost inside of me that says I must be separate from this world. There's a Holy Ghost inside of me that says present my body. And that is my reasonable service. Don't let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. And let me tell you, the longer the Lord tarries in these last days, it's going to seem more and more unreasonable what we do. 
you're going to stand out more and more. Ladies, you've stood out for years and thank God for your consecration on the outward. Thank God for that. But it's more than that. What's on the inward is going to start showing. That's what's most important. You've got to let what's down inside of you not bow. What's down inside of you not conform. What's down inside of you not give in. We are called to be. We are called to be children of light. We are called to be light in this world. Do not let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. This, remember, let's take a little journey over the last couple sermons. This account, it all started back at the beginning of their captivity. Remember? Nebuchadnezzar conquers Jerusalem. I want Israel's best and brightest. Remember that? I want, I want the nobility. I want the royalty. I want those who are aligned to be Israel's next great leaders and influencers. And Babylon set out to indoctrinate those young men with the language and literature. Remember? Of the Chaldeans. They wanted to teach them the history, the ideas, the identity, the values of Babylon. They wanted to indoctrinate these young men with their language so they would start sounding like Babylon. They wanted to indoctrinate them with their culture so they start acting like Babylon. They wanted to indoctrinate them with their values so that they would start thinking like Babylon. But Daniel showed to take a stand on what some might have thought was unreasonable. Really, Daniel, you're going to pick on the food and the diet? Unreasonable. But something inside Daniel said, I have a feeling if I give in here, it's going to start chipping away at what's really important. And you know what? At the beginning, Babylon made an allowance for him. Kind of reminds me of the 80s and the 90s where the run. The church, the, the world kind of making allowance for the church. They, they were even praising the church, and it, it, was a, it was a respectable thing to be a preacher in the 80s and 90s. Even with the fall of televangelists and all, they were, somehow the church kind of still survived and was still kind of, it came out of the hatred and the, the tomato throne of the 50s, and, and it ended up where the church was kind of, except these, in, in chapter 1, Babylon kind of made an allowance for Daniel. Oh, poor Daniel, he wants to stay committed to his God back in Israel. He'll find out. Let's give in to him this time. And they couldn't deny it after they tested him for a while. After they tested for 10 days, he and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they looked better than all the others. So we'll let this one slide. But by Daniel chapter 3, several years later, by the time these events rolled around, years had passed. Years of indoctrination. Weeks of going to Babylonian school. Weeks of hearing the Babylonian teachers. Weeks of and years of indoctrination with language and cultures and values. Years of scrolling through Instagram and hearing these people espouse all this wicked filth. Hearing all this stuff from all of these atheists and all those that, that hate God and hate the church. Years of scrolling and listening and listening and listening. And years had passed. And by now, the majority, the overwhelming majority, it seemed, had assimilated and blended in. All of 
these, all of these noble, smart, bright young men from Babylon now, or from Israel now sounded like Babylon and acted like Babylon and thought just like Babylon. And what had been so unreasonable now to these young men from Israel, it all seemed so reasonable. They'd lost their reason. They'd lost their reason to keep confusing, refusing the ideas of Babylon. They lost their reason to keep resisting the values of Babylon. They lost their reason and started reflecting the culture of Babylon. Everything about them started to change. Nobody knew anymore they were Israelites. Just looked like a Babylonian. Talked like a Babylonian. Thought like a Babylonian. But I'm reaching for somebody here today. Don't let go of your reason. No matter how unreasonable it seems. Today you can look around on social media and see quite clearly that even many churches today have become sounding like, acting like, and thinking like Babylon. Let me ask you today, who do you sound like? What does your language, your speech, your topics of conversation say about you? Who do we act like? Who do we think like? Do we realize what values we've adopted? Or has it so just blended in? It's just become easy. Katie, this isn't the message they wanted to hear the last chapel of the semester either. But have we lost our reason to keep resisting? Let me be honest with you. I get tired of resisting sometimes. It wears me out. The evil onslaught. It wears me out. It's tough to keep resisting. It's hard to keep standing when everybody else around you. And then when it becomes those you grew up with and those who supposedly believe like you and those who say they're apostolic and yet their Instagram, their Facebook betrays them. It's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. So just resist and whistle while you work. It's hard. But sometimes we got to do the hard things. Sometimes it's not going to be easy. But if God puts you in these last days, 
He knew what we would be facing. Hear me. He knew what I would what I would be facing, what you'd be facing when I preach this message. He knows exactly what's going on in our world. And he said, I'm going to place you there. And I'm going to put something down deep inside of you that even when you get tired of resisting, there's something that lifts you up. And you say, no, no, no. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to worship that. I'm not going to give in to that. I've got a Holy Ghost inside of me and I'm not going to let go of my reason. Here's the thing. It doesn't just stop. It doesn't just stop with them wanting to try to indoctrinate you with values and ideas and change your language and change your actions and it does not just it did not just stop there in Daniel and it will not just stop here in the present day and Daniel 1 Babylon targeted their minds until they lost their reason why because ultimately Babylon's not after your mind he wants your heart the enemy's not satisfied with your head he wants your heart. And all this little bit of chipping away here and chipping away there. Babylon was playing the long game. If I can get them to start giving in here and start giving in there. And then next year they'll think what was unreasonable is now reasonable. And if I can keep chipping away. And that's exactly what the enemy of our soul is after today. So when, when the idol was set up in Daniel 3. All the people were commanded to fall down. And worship at the sound of the music. And where Babylon was once after our language and our actions and our thoughts. Now the enemy was after our worship and our hearts. Our allegiance and our affection. So fall down and worship. It's not enough that you sound like us. It's not enough that you act like us. It's not enough that you think like us. There's a lot of people that sound apostolic and act apostolic and think apostolic. But their heart's not apostolic. And that's what the enemy's really after. Because it, it's, it's, more than, it's more than just dancing and shouting and saying, I believe the truth. But when the lights go out and the music goes off, it's will you stand for truth? Will you live truth? It, it doesn't matter. Babylon's figured it out. The world's figured it out. We, don't, we do not scare the enemy just because we sound like, act like, or think like. He's not scared of us one bit. You can say all you want about believing in one God. You can say, I know I'm preaching, I feel the Holy Ghost. You can say all you want about, I stand for God, I, I stand for righteousness. You can say all you want out of your mouth. You can even, you can even think the right things. And, and, and have, but, if you, but the enemy is really after your heart. Because whatever you love, where your heart is, where your affections are, where your desires are, that is ultimately where you will end up. You must love what the Bible 
Bible said love what God loves, not love like the world in love. Let me hear me today. Babylon wants you to love what Babylon loves and love how Babylon loves and love who Babylon loves. And culture has redefined love and twisted love. Again, the enemy doesn't care and stop with influencing your language and actions and thoughts. He wants your heart. He wants your love. He wants your affection. But John said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father's not in him. Paul told the Colossians, set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Jesus even said, the greatest of the commandments is this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Somebody help me right now. Somebody pray. Somebody lift your voice and help me in Jesus' name. The spirit of the world that's got a hold of us. God's got to break it. Got to break it off of us. Got to break off the bonds of Babylon somehow so our minds can be freed. Our minds can be freed to think clear again. Our hearts can be free to love him with everything that's in us. That we're not afraid just like Katie said. God, I'm going to surrender everything. I don't care what the world thinks if it's unreasonable or not. I am just want to surrender everything. We've got to get free so that we can live for him no matter what this world says and no matter what direction Babylon goes Give me one more second. Give me one more moment. So I got a challenge. When Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar said, guys, why, this is reasonable. Why, why aren't you just blend in? Come on, guys. I'll give you one more chance. One more chance to conform. Imagine the immense pressure those two guys must have felt. We were given a way out. We don't have to face this. We can take the easy way. I wasn't, I probably looked around, guys, we weren't promised. This is what we wanted. This might be our way out. It might not be so bad to be like everybody else. Nebuchadnezzar gave him a way out. I'll give you one more chance. You can see those guys put their arms on each other's shoulder, gripped each other's shoulder. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, you know our answer. 
you've seen us live here these last many years. And this, if this is what you decided, I want you to hear something, Neb. We believe our God's able to deliver us from the fire. And then Shadrach took a deep breath. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow. We're not going to conform. We're not going to worship the way you tell us to worship. What a speech. What defiance. Speech of faith. Holy defiance. Look the most powerful man in the eye in that day and said, I don't care what you tell us to do. We've got a higher calling. We've got a greater purpose. And we will not bow and worship what you've called us to worship. I am calling on some young men and young women in this last day. Hear me today under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Some in this room are going to have to face a very pivotal moment when you are going to have to choose whether or not you love God more than you love your own life. You're going to have to choose whether or not you love God more than you love this world's acceptance. Where does our love lie? Where does our love lie? Has Babylon so affected our thoughts and actions and values that it's now also stolen our affections? Hear me, as the pressure's turned up and the culture begins to squeeze harder and harder, putting pressure on the church and believers, have you lost your reason to hold firm? Don't let go of your reason, even when it seems unreasonable. Every head bowed, every eye closed in this place. I'm not quite done, but I feel to pause for just a moment and see what the Holy Ghost will do. There's somebody here. I know I'm reaching not for everybody. I'm reaching for everybody, but I know I'm not going to reach everybody. But, oh, I pray I reach those God's got his hand on. I pray I reach those whom God has his spirit in. I pray I reach those who have made up in their mind they're not going to bow. They don't care what comes your way. You don't care who walks out on God. You don't care who gets mad. You don't care what else happens around you. You've made up in your mind. I'm not going to worship what Babylon tells me to worship. Somebody needs to seek the Lord for a moment here. Somebody needs to open up the heart. I mean, I'm telling you, somebody needs to really lay down some things for a moment. Lay them down at the feet of Jesus. Don't be afraid of what he's calling you to do. Don't be afraid of what he's asking you to do.
Let's be led of the Holy Ghost and pray with somebody for a moment. One thing, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't stand by themselves. There was another, there was a, there was a small group. It was small, but they had people. They had another one to put an arm around them, another one to put an arm around the other side and said, whatever you say, I'm going to stand with it. Whatever you believe we ought to do, I'm going to stand with it because I know that's what God wants us to do. We're in this thing together. We're in this thing together. I know the trumpet's about to sound. There's no time for bowing or bending right now. The trumpet's about to sound. There's no time for giving in or giving up now. No time to let go of reason. No time to lay down reason right now. I know the pressure's squeezing. I know the culture's squeezing us. I know the laws are being passed left and right. I understand it, but we cannot bow in Babylon. We, we are not destined to stay here forever. We will be going home one day, but until then, we've got to stand. We've got to stand strong. The enemy's hands get off these young men and women. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray against the enemy's hand that's rested on some lives here, trying to destroy and contaminate their minds, trying to contaminate their hearts and their affections. I pray against sexual perversion. In the name of Jesus, I come against those bonds and those bounds, those chains. of. I come against them in Jesus' name. Set these young men and women free. Let them walk in holiness and righteousness and godliness. In the name of Jesus, let them walk in purity. Let them walk in honesty. Let them walk with their heads high. Uh, they made up in their mind they're going to serve you and live for you. Set them free, oh God. Set them free in Jesus' name. Deliver! Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In Jesus' name. 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 Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name.